Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. And you might get this on, I don't know, the 12th or the the 11th. I just went live. Uh, I just went live. I just ripped apart the ideology of this whole Dawn Cherry bullshit. And I bring it up again. Uh, just, I, I had to go live. I couldn't not go live. I've got a, I've got a set schedule of, of guests coming on the show and some pretty phenomenal and amazing people. I actually have one today. Um, he's a good buddy of mine. He's working, working out of, uh, Edmonton now, uh, Dan Smith. We're going to get to him in a quick minute, but I did want to say, we're going to talk, we're going to talk heavily in this episode about all kinds of amazing shit. Um, there's the, Dan has a, has a, a mindset that, that will literally dance all over the place and certainly one that can keep up and certainly one that can challenge a good question here and there. Um, he's starting his podcast as well. He's getting involved, uh, business wise, one of the most business savvy individuals I know out in, uh, out in Edmonton. Um, and, and the, I think the congruent factor in all this sort of stuff is with regards to the business you want to have, the business you want to maintain the ideologies you want to maintain, where you kind of want to go. Uh, in today's day and age, in 2019, where everybody's offended by everything, uh, you really have to grab life by the balls uh, and you really have to push. You really have to push your own message without worrying about what other people are saying. So uh, without further ado, I will now introduce Daniel Smith. How are you, buddy? I'm great, brother. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Um, and like I had said in the intro, you have this this knack of just getting involved in anything. And I think it's funny. You're so busy. This guy's so busy. And, and this only, this is only a timely thing right now. It's 6 PM Eastern. Don Cherry got fired maybe an hour or two ago and the whole Canadian internet blew up. This is two Canadian individuals talking to each other right now. Uh, he didn't even know. Dan was so busy. He I was didn't in even, a meeting. <laughs> he, he didn't even know. I played hockey since I was a little boy. So it's a, it's a big deal. Um, so yeah. So I read, I, I, I'm not going to put you on the spot with regards to any of that because you don't know, but yeah, it's a fucked up thing that Don Cherry gets fired. Uh, a friend of mine actually commented on something that I posted and she, she gave me a rundown of all the things Don Cherry has said over, over the course of his career. Yeah. And, and I, I honestly, I had a laugh. I, I had a laugh and I obviously maybe it's my Canadian arrogance or ignorance. I'm not sure, but let me see if I can pull this up here. Uh, this I mean, is, like you said, I just found out, so I can just kind of go off the hip and tell you kind of how I feel about it and how I think um, maybe he's personally, I, I feel that, uh, well, here, I'll give you my two cents. So I loved on Cherry, but as the last, I would say maybe three, four, five, six years, I'm not going to say just because he did get older, maybe he's not, maybe he's just has no filter, what have you. But some of the things that he says, I don't agree with. Like he gave Carolina Hurricanes, O Dickens, 
for doing those. Remember those kind of center stage that they did where they throw the glove? And, yeah, and and like yeah. It, it, it kind of brought excitement to the game. It was something different. They they throw their glove and they pretend to be bowling yeah. pins and they all fall over and they yeah, do celebrations. Lose, the celebrations, yeah. And he just went into them right where personally. I thought that was unique and creative and cool and just a, a different side of hockey that we didn't see that was fun for them. And he went and kind of bashed them, right? So, and I mean, there's certain things over the years that he said that I hasn't agreed with. I still love the guy. Um, I still think he's a Canadian treasure, my personal opinion. Some people might not think that. I do. I, I remember for me growing up as a kid playing hockey since I was a little kid, uh, being in Nova Scotia, you know, Crosby, all this. And, um, you know, Saturday night, you know, Ron and Don. So for me, it's kind of like, like I said, I, I just found out through you. Yeah, <laughs> so this is sure. definitely organic. And yeah. uh, when you saying, told me, I was kind of like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Like what? And, and, and that's the thing. I mean, like you're saying all the right stuff and, and it's true. It's like, you don't agree with everything he says, but here, like, here's the thing. I'm going to read this clip and then I'm going to get right back into what that was. So it's, it's, it's right up on Wikipedia. It's a Don Cherry political views and controversy. This is the, the, the verbatim quote that I'm reading off the internet. Over his career on television, Cherry has generated significant controversy both uh, about both hockey and politics. In 1989, he referred to the Finnish-born Winnipeg Jets assistant coach Alpo Suhonen uh, as some kind of dog food. <laughs> triggering, and I'm laughing as I read it because it's, it's absurd. And it's triggering some, uh, triggering some threats uh, and lawsuits from the Jets owner, Barry Sandcow. Well, that's why people love it. In 2003, Cherry made comments on the CBC segment in support of the 2003 invasion of Iraq. He was in support of the 2003 invasion of Iraq. On March 22, 2003, Cherry criticized Montreal fans for booing the American national anthem before a game earlier in the week. The controversy then turned to uh, war, turned to the war when Ron McLean said, everybody wants to know what you think. Cherry berated McLean about being neutral on the war and strongly criticized the Canadian government for failing to support the U.S. in the war. Cherry uh, appeared uh, on the American radio. He, he, went on, he went on radio for all this sort of stuff. So, I mean, there's more and more and more of that stuff, but that is just basically like a clip of it. And, and of course, here's the thing. You're not going to agree with Don Cherry on everything. But what happened today, I mean, he referred to a finish, and, and we also knew all growing up, Dan, the amount of abuse the European players had to take at the hands of Don Cherry verbally, you know, and, and you know, all the snowflakes will say things like, well, it's not, you know, how much is enough enough is enough, blah, blah, blah. And I'm a hundred percent with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. Don should have retired five years ago, right? His senility is, is grandpa Simpson shaking his fist at the cloud. He is, as a friend said, he is the definition of old man yells at cloud, right? That is, that's what Don Cherry became. His legacy became less, hockey pro and more what the fuck is he going to say next you know um but what happened today was a voice got shut down just like on on youtube uh, uh opinions of things uh, taken out facebook uh, you can't post you can't do this they edit everything everything that you want to do like there's a massive book burning going on and even though Don Cherry got fired. He had an opinion. Like I said, you and I both agree he should have been gone a while ago, but today he gets fired because he uh, requested that immigrants buy poppies. I mean, that was it. The, the, that, was, that was his statement. And, you know, there's going to be backlash to this. There's okay, be... so, so I, I missed it. What happened? 
So, okay. So he got fired because he, he was on air on coach's corner not too long ago. And he said, yeah. uh, I'm going to go back. Let me dig up this uh, right here. I will read the exact quote so that everybody that may not know what we're talking about can be fully breasted on this. Well, la, la, la. he said, I live in Mississauga. Nobody, very few people wear a poppy. Downtown Toronto, forget about it. Nobody wears a poppy. Now you go to the small cities and the rows on rows. You people who come here, you love our way of life. You love our milk and honey. At least you can pay a couple bucks for a poppy or something like that. These guys paid for your way of life that you enjoy here in Canada. These guys paid the biggest price. Anyhow, I'm going to run a video segment about the veterans for you people, uh, you good Canadians uh, that, uh, that bought a poppy. That got him fired. Um, I don't see. Any, I don't. I don't see any problem with that. To be honest with you. Well, uh, what happened? What happened there was there, the, the 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 old joke, the old statement, the "you people," right? So nobody knows who "quote unquote" you people are because every single person that lives in Canada is an immigrant, right? Mm-hmm. We're over here getting all high and mighty and up in arms, right? And there's Native Americans everywhere going, "What the fuck is wrong with you people?" You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so so this is this is the thing, right? So now now we're sitting in a spot where I firmly believe that. This is a divisional thing. This is this is a divide and conquer. This is a this is a, this is a uh, how do you polarize a country? How do you get people arguing? How do you get sort of a division going? A divide and conquer, a really strong one. Take an icon like Don Cherry and run down the middle with it over something absurd. It's going to backfire. This is going to backfire because people are. I mean, the liberal the liberal owned media. It's a mask for something else that's going on. Oh, of course, yeah. It's it's uh, it's a divide and conquer. It, it absolutely is. How do you get people arguing over something? Yeah. yeah. You know, over Don Cherry. Every, every Canadian's got a stance on it. Now, the, the thing is, you know, you, like you, you, you shattered an icon on Remembrance Day. Don Cherry is, above all else, known for 100% defending the troops, 100% defending the Canadian way of life, 100% defending statistics, 100% defending first, first, first responders. a lot worse than that over his career. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and he is, he's the man he, he defends and he, and he stands up for uh, first responders, firemen, policemen, army, military, all of this sort of stuff. And they fired him on remembrance day, right? There was, there's a, there's a message behind that. And it's like, we're in the middle of a massive, massive book burning. Why this is being, why, why you and I are talking about this, you know, eight minutes into the, into the set is I just, even though I just literally did an eight minute set on this whole thing, I, I, I'm, I'm actually, really happy that I got you and you didn't know about it because what we got from you was authentic. Yeah. You know, an authentic take on Don Cherry. And yeah, Don Cherry. I mean, I grew up in Toronto watching Don Cherry, Hockey Night in Canada, CBC. And when I moved to Ottawa, everybody in Ottawa hated Don Cherry and everybody in Toronto loved Don Cherry. Right. But whether you hated him or you loved him, you were watching him. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's, and that's the thing. Like it was, it's, it's, but if it's the end of an era, whatever, or if Bell's like, you know what, we'll pick you up. Let's go. Let's do this. We'll call it coaches round table. You know, who knows? Um, honestly, I think he should just sort of disappear um, from the limelight. He doesn't need to be on TV all the time. Uh, and yeah, the times are changing, but what we're looking at here is, is far, far more nefarious than just getting rid of Don Cherry. Uh, it's, it, what it comes down to is, is we have, we, we put far more stock and, and we hold our Canadian broadcasters to a higher standard than our prime minister. We have a prime minister that wore blackface three, four, five times and hilariously mocked the individuals behind it. However you want to cut it, however you want to slice it. This guy, this guy ran rickshaw through SNC-Lavalin. 
con, scam, fines. He tried to force that woman out of, out of the office. He's just a complete flat-out degenerate, right? But who owns the media? The liberals. Yeah. Yeah. You live in the West. How does the West feel about the liberals, Dan, may I ask? I, I, didn't, I didn't talk to my mom for a good month when she... <laughs> Should we vote it for him for the first time? <laughs> I, I I was actually upset. I was just like, whoa. But I mean, all like all the, you know, I'm from Nova Scotia and all the East Coasters, you know, voted for him first time and maybe not as much the second time. But uh, yeah, um, West, the West a little bit different. They're not a big fan of him out here for sure. But uh, back back home where I'm from there, it's, uh, it's very in favor. It, none, none of the people I live in where I live in Toronto, like if you look at the voting map, we were in a sea of red, yeah. but as I stand here and as I look around during the election, there wasn't a single liberal sign on any lawns. So where are these, where are these numbers are coming from her, exactly. you know, who knows? Right. So, so we live in a, we live in a politically charged country, the situation scenario, 2019 is a, is a fucking weird time to be alive. My friend. There are some crazy, crazy Rattle stuff going on. Very, very deep. And I mean, we could have a whole, whole uh, deep discussion about that. The rabbit hole goes very, very deep from just even, you know, the, the way we were raised and, and, you know, you look at our schooling system, right? I mean, it's, it's, we're all work, worker bees to keep the little men down and don't, you know, stay in, stay in this box. Don't veer from this box because I don't want people to get their own ideas and take their power, right? Mm-hmm. They don't like guys like me and you doing podcasts. They don't like fucking bitcoin and oh you're showing what he's doing right there ladies and gentlemen is he's showing his bitcoin sweater i yeah. will tell you i will tell you this dan this is just an audio podcast people won't be seeing any of this ah <laughs> damn it See, that's all right i can, I can maybe repurpose the video getting, uh, <laughs> okay. so they don't they yeah. don't see they don't see the leo painting the well i see it i see yeah. it and, and, I, and i appreciate what you've done for me okay, okay. i really like that i think you're, so uh, you're a gentleman I have, in the skull. i have a nice new uh, bitcoin sweater that i been wearing pretty much every day no not really but a lot <laughs> have, have you seen have you seen the the one that's identical to that but it says that epstein didn't kill himself no 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 yeah i thought that was priceless what, what's 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 your take on uh speaking of rabbit holes what's your take on the whole epstein thing do you um, have a take on it i know you're a busy guy that's why i ask no you you fire away and i'll feed off you <laughs> Yeah, so Epstein, uh, why I laugh at the Epstein thing, and if you've been following me, which I think if you're listening to this right now, you have been following me because, hey, here we are again. Um, I have a thread on my, my personal Facebook. It's, honestly, it's a matter of time before my Facebook gets shut down. There's a lot of stuff. I, I mean, I've already been, I've already been shadow banned on, uh, I've already been shadow banned on, uh, on, on Instagram. I have a decent Instagram, but I mean, I, my stuff never really gets out to the masses. I'm not too worried about it. I've, I've, pulled, the, I've pulled comments off so you can't even if I, unless i'm following you specifically you can't comment on my stuff because comments are just a place where 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 people below you are desperately trying to pull you down if you've got an opinion if you've got this if you got that so i do all my funneling i funnel everything back to uh, to my webpage. if you want to talk to me directly let's do it you know come on the show let's have a let's have a good conversation but if you're gonna you know run your mouth and and, and try to be disrespectful it's not gonna work so I think it's funny though, but yeah. So I say that <laughs> I got off a little bit of a tangent there. The my Facebook is going to get pulled eventually. I should probably just set a backup one up. But I've got the Epstein thing going in the background, and people have asked me they're like, you know, aren't you a business coach and a this coach and a that coach? And I said, honestly, I'm. You, we're working together to make you, you know, a better. Can we make money? Sure. And then when you get to the point where you understand that once you've made the money, it's not what the it's not it's not the point of this whole thing. 
you have a little bit more fun with it. Um, so yeah, another reason why you're on the show is because you're a champion at making money in multiple different avenues and ventures uh, and creating happiness, uh, which is essentially what we're all here to do and what it's all about. Back to Epstein. The thread that I've got going on my, on my uh, Facebook is hilarious. Uh, the, the, the Epstein quotes, the Epstein pictures, and people are saying to me, you know, what's, what's the point of this? Who cares if Epstein killed himself or didn't kill himself? And you know what's neat about that is if you say, what's the point of this, then you didn't know, right? And if somebody answers that, now you do know. And if you know what the whole Epstein thing is all about and, and the pedophilia that runs rampant through Hollywood um, and, and, and the political figures and, and uh, dare I say, um, the Clintons, I say this with, with taking my own life into my hands and I knock the Clintons. Um, I'm sure Hillary is a wonderful person. Uh, I don't know anybody else that's had over 50 friends commit suicide, uh, but I'm sure she's a wonderful person. So, you know, there's a lot of things that can shut you down, but as far as I know, uh, podcasts, like you said, podcasts are a free enterprise. So I may get taken off Facebook <laughs> for having opinions. Well, I, I think sometimes people abuse power. And I, I think that, um, as some people accumulate power, um, it, it kind of takes over them and they're not maybe, and that's what sometimes people change. I'm not going to say always people change, but I think that, uh, you know, and also sometimes when you have power and money, you get away with things that the normal person wouldn't. And sometimes people will test that boundary. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It just really depends on how you see it. But I, th I think that what happens sometimes in life when people get that power, but also if you flip the coin, we talked about the rabbit hole, right? Mm. Now, if me and you were raised as a Rockefeller, who I've met one, and I'll share a funny story with you right now, uh, or a Rothschild, we wouldn't know anything else. If we were born into that, we would just be like them because we only see that power thing. So how can we really blame them? Or it's like being a royal, right? It's like, okay, Harry, and you know, like, you know, they have that life. That's all they've known, right? Now, when you have somebody that's self-made and then they do whatever and they build up their power and then they do something, you know, that you're know, like nefarious. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So actually, so Rockefeller story. Okay. Sure. So I was, um, before I got my real estate license and started my own real estate firm, um, I was a personal trainer and I also did corporate sales for TELUS and uh, I was, I did corporate sales for TELUS. So for the, for Americans, it's, you know, like your guys's AT&T Verizon. Um, but TELUS is pretty much the, one of the largest brands here in Canada. And, uh, I was um, behind the desk and uh, there was this lady that came up to the counter and she had, uh, I'm sure all her jewelry was worth more than I was. <laughs> and uh, so she like busted her phone and, and, I, and I asked for ID and it said Rockefeller. And I'm like, nah. And I'm like, I know you probably get asked this a lot, but are you connected to the Rockefellers? And she said, honey, when you're a Rockefeller, you're a Rockefeller. <laughs> and I was like, ooh, snap. So uh, what's your number? <laughs> I didn't say that, but <laughs> and she was quite a bit older. Which 
That's all right, though. If you're a Rockefeller, right? Just get right in there. You never know how old these people are either. Yeah, no, exactly, right? But I, it's funny, though. Um, like I said, like, you know, people that are kind of born into that world, sometimes they don't know anything else, right? And they all they know is, you know, power and uh, kind of greed. And I'm not going to say all of them are greedy and, and, and you know, what have you, because uh, I don't really know them that well. We just know the stories that we read and, and what have you. But I mean, if, if me or you were born into it, you know, just like if we were born in royalty, we wouldn't know anything else, right? That's a hundred percent true. And that's, that's, that's a, a really good, uh, valid point. Uh, it stems it, or goes, it also goes to, to us, you know, we're born into this world in a certain way. Yeah. Uh, and, and the funny thing is the expectations we put on ourselves or that we hold true to ourselves are limited by how we were raised or by what we've been able to see. You know, we only know what we know. We don't know anything else. So how do you step yourself up? How do you elevate yourself to, to a higher point? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, 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 and as far as those guys go, the Rockefellers and all them and, 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 and everything that they're doing, you know, there's, they've been taught a certain thing about us, uh, about, you know, people that aren't them and the people that aren't in their elite. Um, and we've been taught a certain thing. So it's, it's funny because when we talk about like an us and them, when I talk about, you know, the nefarious media that's ripping on Don Cherry and all that sort of stuff, somebody owns them. I mean, we've, we're, you know, we're, we're looking at, we're looking at, you know, George Soros. There's so many connections between George Soros and, and uh, Trudeau for that matter. Uh, and the, and the liberal government that's, that's being run right now. I mean, it's absurd to think that Trudeau got reelected uh, and looking at the numbers and the polls and the fact that in Canada, we're just like, meh, done with it. I'm pretty sure our election lasted like 13 minutes. And, and, you know, so we only know what we can know. And the funny thing is we've got all these people that really don't know jack shit spouting off about all the stuff that is quote unquote factual, but we don't know what's factual because all we're really sharing is opinions and half knowledges and things that we do know half stories of the things that we do know. So the, the interesting fact that you've brought up with all this is that no matter what we figure out, it's still just another piece of a bigger story. So, you know, are we going to, are we going to point the finger and, and I'm not, Hey, you know, if anyone's listening to this, I'm not pro Hillary or pro this or pro that, but at the end of the day, there is a copious amount of evil that's going on in and around everything that we're doing. There is a undertone of, of sin uh, I guess, as it were, um, that you can't shake. Well, that's why I just, I don't, it's a lot of noise. Right? Yeah. And there's always going to be the noise, right? I, I don't own a TV. I don't watch the news. I haven't owned a TV in over five years. I call it the death box. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just like having chips in your pantry. If there's chips in your pantry, you might eat chips. If there's a TV at my house, I might watch TV. And what is the TV spouting out? Negative. Bullshit. Yeah. keeps me away from my dreams, goals, and aspirations. No, it's a hundred percent true. And I remember having this conversation a while ago with an individual that didn't grasp that, you know, they're like, well, I don't watch shows that are like that. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I laughed at that because, you know, I mean, how do you, how do you, you can't defend that. Yeah. But the, the idea, the idea is if you're watching television in any sort of capacity, the small nuances that go on with the television are telling you things. They're, they're creating a fabrication. Like the idea that things are – any television show you watch, like there's spies, there's courtroom dramas, there's this, there's that. All these things are filling you with this ideology of, of what's to come and what to expect. And when your mind has this illusion of what's to come and what to expect, it's false. 
but that false illusion will create a certain trend in you. And like you hit the nail on the head when you said, I don't want it to, it's just noise. I don't want it to interfere with what I'm doing because you've succeeded far beyond your means <laughs> because nobody, I'm just busting your balls. Nobody's, nobody's telling you. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's telling you that you can't. Yeah. Right. And there are anyone that watches TV on a regular basis. You're right. Anyone that watches TV on a regular basis is filled with doubt because they see it on TV. That could happen to you. This could happen to you. That could happen to you. The reality is every single thing you've ever seen both on TV and in real life took place for you to reflect upon it. And you had said something you, we, we started this before we went live on this. You were talking about um, going vegan and mm -hmm. uh, I, I got a kick out of that because yeah. my take on going vegan when I said to you and, and, and you so aptly cut me off and you said, it doesn't matter. Uh, my take on going vegan is I think it's a scam. Um, I'm, it's so weird because I personally am against eating meat, although I eat meat. Mm -hmm. um, but my ability to be against it has curved my meat. I refuse to like, I, I rarely eat red. I don't eat any pork whatsoever. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I eat chicken. So like what? I'm, I'm okay with eating a bird, but, but I can't eat a cow. Who knows? I mean, a bird can love you. You know, so think that and, I, and, and I'm okay with you saying that you think it's a scam because a lot of people out there think that global warming is a scam and some people don't. So it really just comes down to opinion. And like I said, what do you think I, about global warming? <laughs> and we can talk about that too. But like I just cut you off again, the second time. It'll happen again, I'm sure. Of it. <laughs> is the reason why I chose to go vegan was for myself. Mm -hmm. and like I said, I, I don't listen to outside noise. And, and I, not to say that I don't care what anyone thinks, but I don't let it paralyze me or change what I'm going to do. I had tons of people tell me, don't do real estate. Don't do this. You know, I just bought a gym. Don't buy that gym. You know, gyms aren't profitable businesses. I don't listen to the noise. So when I decided to go vegan, I love animals, but it wasn't to save animals. It was for my own personal journey in my own personal body. And I am, I have a low thyroid. I have thyroid issues. I'm lactose and I've done, you know, I, I used to be a, fit, a fit, fitness trainer for many years. I did a mix between military and CrossFit training and I had over 200 clients and um, you know, I've always wanted to see how things react in my own body. So Yes, I did watch Game Changers on uh, Netflix, but that wasn't the reason why I went vegan. It probably altered and it helped, but I was already looking at it because, um, you know. Whose house, who's house were you at when you watched that? Uh, I didn't think you had a TV. What's that? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Ball busted. Uh, how can I listen to your podcast if I don't have some type of device, right? That's right. No, uh, yeah. And, you can uh, just will so, it into your head. So, yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I'm not... You know, I don't try to push anything on anybody. I don't and try to push anything on anybody. Right? 100%. And, and that's why it's one of the greatest reasons that I've got you on the show right now is because we can have these conversations and they're not about go vegan or don't go vegan. They're about yeah. the conversation of exactly. veganism. Well, it's just like, you know, I am into fitness. I love fitness. But at the end of the day. And I, I am into I, fitness I know, pizza in I my mouth. That people going, eating healthy and going, working at the gym is a better lifestyle, but I'm not going to push it on people. But if somebody wants to hear my opinion, then I'll talk to them. And the same as yeah. going vegan. I'm not going to sit there and say, Oh, you're not a vegan. Uh, I don't like you or I don't want to talk to you. But if somebody, you know, and I'm not gonna push on anybody, but if someone wants to have a conversation about it, like me and you're doing right now, yeah. like you said, Dan, I think vegans is scam. I didn't go. Well, 
<laughs> Actually, I think you did. I'm not sure. <laughs> but I just did because it's fun. Fuck you. I, yeah, exactly. Fuck you. I get it. I get it. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, why I think it's a scam, uh, and what I meant by that was, I mean, obviously, be healthy. You know, whatever we eat, it's, yes, it's it. We only eat what we think we should eat based on the stories that we were told on what we should eat. Yeah. Um, for years and years and years, they're like, drink milk, right? And now they're like, milk causes cancer. And we kind of fucking knew it the whole time. So shit, there you eat go. Eggs. Don't eat eggs. Eggs, yeah. are good for you. eggs are bad for you. Oh yeah. All this, all this humming and hawing and pissing and moaning. We got all these people arguing about all these other people. But the reality is nobody's really paying attention to any of that. Why I say veganism is a scam is because we can't be legitimately vegan the way I think we were intended to be. But again, I don't know what we were intended to be. Um, I know that an animal in the forest will catch an, uh, another animal and rip it apart and eat it on the spot. Uh, we don't have the ability to eat something raw uh, unless it's steak tartare. Mm, delish. But you can't just go in and catch something with your teeth and eat it. So I don't think we were supposed to. We can catch nuts and berries with our teeth and eat them, which is delicious. Did you watch Game Changers? No, I don't watch Netflix. I don't have a TV. <laughs> My brother. So what you just said, and I'm not, you know, I'm just going to kind of, we're just, we're, we're snowballing, we're chatting. So I started running Spartan races, like Spartan races, like um, for the, for the listeners, Spartan race is if a marathon and Ninja Warrior had a baby, boom, Spartan race. So I've, I've gone to Italy. I, I, Gladiator's my favorite movie. As I'm watching Game Changers, they talked about the you know the greeks and the spartans and and the romans and back in the day um they found bones of these warriors and kind of did kind of um scientific facts on the bones and it showed that these guys actually were plant-based and they went plant-based because they did anything to give them a upper edge in battle and i was like well, get the hell out of here because normally you would be thinking man that guy's just crushing a bunch of chicken or you know killing a uh you know some type of wild game but i don't know if it's true but like you said it might be propaganda and they might be just that might just be the propaganda in there but again i'm doing it for my own self and then, you know, maybe in a month or two, I'll report back to you and say, hey, Adam, you know what? I feel great. So I'm six days in. Um, one thing I will share is my girlfriend uh, went vegan a couple years ago. And uh, she said, Dan, you're going to not feel full. You're going to feel full, but you're not going to feel full. And I didn't know what she meant until now because I haven't eaten meat in six days. And I've never done that ever in my life. But you know how you eat turkey dinner and you just want to bust your belt and you're just like, oh, and you're like, you could have like a nap, right? Trip, trip to fan. Yeah. And uh, so I I've, haven't felt like full, full, but I'm full. But I've noticed that I've had a little bit more energy because I'm not weighed down because meat, you, meat, it's a scientific fact. I know this for a fact. Um, meat does take longer to process through your system. If you, if you take, if you take, I'm a huge proponent as well of removing science because I, here's the thing. I believe that science is just another religion and people don't see that as a whole. I mean, you've got Scientology and you've yep. got, you've got the story of God, Christianity, you've got 
the other ones, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to ostracize anybody, but you know, let's just go with the generic stuff, you know, Judaism, Scientology, Christianity, Hinduism, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you've got science and you've got atheism. Yeah. All right. So atheism is the belief in no belief at all, but you actively have to believe in nothing. Yeah. So that's a belief. I believe in nothing. It's not that I, it's not, there isn't a lack of belief. There is yeah. a full belief in nothing. That's atheism. Um, Christianity. I, I, was Catholic. I told my mom that I'm borderline atheist and she's like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I, I, I was the same. I, I was, I was, I've been atheist my whole life. And then I was, and then I was religious and then I was spiritual and I was this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. Reality is, <laughs> again, getting to where I was going with this is, is it's what's observational. So believing in science, you know, you either believe in God or you believe that we all came from nothing, right? Boom. Oh, we're all here. Uh, so it's a, it's a belief, whatever you choose to believe in, right? That's, I believe in science or I believe in religion, but it's all just a story. I mean, it's literally legitimately just a story. It's, there's no difference between science and religion. Now let's talk about what we can observe. You talked about the in, in the story that you mentioned, you talked about the, the the giants and they and they carbon dated the bones and they got some information on yada yada yada. And you said, I don't know if it's true or not. If we parlay that into uh, humanity versus animal kingdom, one of the most powerful animals on the planet is a bull slash ox. It is all muscle, uh, and all it does all day is graze. It doesn't eat other animals. It doesn't do anything except for eat grass and hay. And it's got muscles galore, insane amounts of muscles. And this thing is, is vegetarian. So when your girlfriend says something like you're not going to be full, well, you're not, right? Because you're not eating enough, right? So instead of eating like one or two meals of chicken a day, and again, there goes another story that we've been told, eat three square meals a day. You know, you should be eating constantly. Six, seven, and I've done yeah. that. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Right. Without the meat, if you're going to go vegan, you should be eating six, seven meals a day. Now, wherein lies the problem with that is the food that you're getting, who knows where it's processed from. So who knows what chemicals are on top of the food that you're trying to be healthy while ingesting. Yeah. Now back to the three square meals a day. This shit is a story that we've lived with our entire lives and we think it to be the truth, but there's no possible way three square meals a day was a true thing because the majority of our ancestors in the 1800s, for example, did not have refrigeration. How are you supposed to eat three square meals a day when you're, you know, remember the Oregon trail? We played the game, the Oregon trail, you died of this. And the game that we played all the time as kids, you can't, you couldn't win the Oregon trail. That was getting from one place to another in Oregon for Christ's sakes. You would die along the way. Three square meals a day is a fabricated story. So everything that we know about our own nutrition is, is legitimately bullshit because it's what works for us at the time. And like you said, how many times has been, has eggs been good for you? Milk been good for you? This been good for you? That been good for you? I mean, at one point doctors were saying that Newports, <laughs> four out of five doctors said you should smoke Newports, right? So the only thing that we're hearing that's good for us, especially if we've got the television turned on or the radio is whatever the highest bidder has said is good for us. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about, you know, what you see versus all that sort of stuff and what we believe, there is a visual and repeatable process to all of this. So do we live like bulls? Yeah. And people will say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in this. I don't believe in that. It, like humanity is so blind to everything right in front of their face. Bro, a man and a woman fit together to create a tinier human, right? That's not by accident. That is creative design my house didn't simply build itself <laughs> yet we think this universe this planet 
us? You think that the most impressive machine on, on earth, not you, but in general, a human body just built itself. We evolved <laughs> wind blew, And here we are. Fuck that. Right. There's so much more to it once you see it, but the regard, regardless of all that, all we're left with is the story, the story that we, we, we decide to latch onto. So when I ripped uh, laughed at you for going vegan, it wasn't about you being vegan because I, I mean, based on what I can repeatedly see, I look at my teeth, I look at teeth of carnivores, I see this, I see that. I don't think that we're meant to eat animals. I mean, I just don't. I don't think without cooking them, we, we weren't supposed to ingest them. And our natural state without all this bullshit in this story is we're just simply part of the animal kingdom. We are, we are nature. We aren't not nature. So nuts and berries and fruits. I remember reading something about something and God says, what are you doing killing the animals? I left you fruits in the trees, nuts in the ground. There was foliage everywhere. Go eat whatever you want. Why you got to kill stuff to eat? And I laugh because as a kid, like, do you know how many things had to die in a day for me to live? <laughs> Especially if you get to like yeah, a seafood buffet. I probably ate a few cows in my day. For of course. Sure. Yeah. Of course. And you grew up in rural areas as well. I remember going as my a God, kid. That's a fisherman. Yeah. I remember going as a kid to like the local farm and buying half a cow and sticking it in the freezer, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's like, you know, are we supposed to, you look at these cows and, 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 and another thing too, you know, you see like these, these, these dog festivals and the, 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 Tabulan dog festival, or whatever. Everyone's up in arms about the, the, the fact that we eat dogs or that they eat dogs. We don't eat dogs. So it's weird what they do. And we're like, sign a petition, get these people to not eat dogs. It's like, well, it goes back to what we talked about before about people living, you know, like the, the Rockefellers and the, and the Rothschilds. They, they that's know what, that's what they know. They, yeah. they, we eat cow and, and they, they eat dogs and, and, and cats, which is normal to them because that's how they live. That's how they live. And if you think about it, like there's more Indians quote unquote from India than us. I mean, I have to say quote unquote in 2019, cause I said Indians, everyone's like, offended right here's another funny story in case anyone i'm sure at this stage in the game people have figured this one out quote unquote christopher columbus ma fucker showed up here and he thought he was going to india i'm doing air quotes in the video here thought he was going to india saw some people called them indians realized he wasn't in india and just kept calling them indians and then we called them indians and now <laughs> And nobody even, nobody even stops to think about any of this shit. We're, we're calling people Indians just because of this. This is the arrogance and ignorance that lives within us. Native Americans and all this sort of stuff. I mean, there's, there's so much stuff. All the arguments and all the things that, that humanity argues about right now is all based on bullshit. We have this self-righteous side to us. I don't even think these people are real. Because I remember when I was a kid, I remember being a dick. Just generally being a dick for the sake of being a dick. And I swear people are just being dicks for the sake of being dicks because they've got nothing to focus on. Exactly. And that's why I said, <laughs> for me personally, I, I don't listen outside noise. I focus on myself. And uh, on, you know, if you're, if you're spending all this time worrying about what the media is saying and, and what about, there's, there's, there's just there's so much. The rabbit hole goes so deep. You'll spend, 100%. you'll just go around, you'll drive yourself insane. Right. So what I do is I, I try my best so that I'm just kind of focused inward and on myself. So therefore I, I can kind of get, stay away from that. And I, I don't, I don't, I don't do negativity. I will no. literally walk like me and you are having a podcast and, and it's, and it's going, you know, this angle in that way and this way. But when, you know, I'll, I'll walk away 
in the middle of a conversation is <laughs> someone gets super, no, I'm serious. I'm dead. 100%. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Why not? Um, and, uh, <laughs> people are like, Dan, what are you doing? Uh, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm so, I'm, I, I try to be, um, you know, very positive and I try to, you know, cause we are kind of, it, it's 90% how you react and 10% of what happens to us because mm-hmm. what happens to, you know, somebody that's very positive usually isn't if it's the same thing that happens to a positive person negative person the same exact thing but the negative person dwells stews is the worst thing ever positive person okay right and they can go on and they can take care of life of course right and um so when you take kind of all that negative TV and you're in the negative space. You're living in it. Yeah. 100%. All life. When things happen to you in negative, you dwell. But if you're a positive person, you're in your, in your in consuming all this positive content, um, you know, like podcast and uh, going out and trying business and stuff like that. When life happens, a lot of times you're like, okay, next. And it, and it doesn't paralyze you. And that's why, personal development podcasts like your podcast, like my podcast and conversation and getting people to think outside the norm. Like they're, I, I'm now getting a little flavor of your podcast. I think your podcast goes very deep and, 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 and it kind of goes in and out in a couple of different places where I didn't expect it to go where I'm okay. Cause I'm, I'm well immersed in, in any area of where the conversation have, goes. Have I offended you? I mean, like, I, I'm listening to me and you and I'm thinking, now we could we could just go really really deep on this one topic. Of course, and that's that's one of the big things that that people have a, an issue with. I mean, the reason I have as many followers as I do is because I have I have a side. I take a stance on on uh, on things, and I take a firm stance. Except it's never the stance that the majority of people say because I'm not pro or con anything. I'm like, here are the two sides to the story that you're familiar with, but here's the angle that nobody ever looked at it from. Yeah. And this is the angle I like that I, I come to I like everything. That. I like that. Yeah. And you don't see that every day. And, and like I said, um, uh, we've had tons of conversations, you know, over the phone and what have you, but they've never been more in depth than this. And like I said, like, you know, we're both well immersed where we can kind of go anywhere in any, any, any kind of direction where the conversation goes. Like when we start talking about religion, I was going to kind of give my two cents, but I didn't just because religion is one of those touchy subjects for a lot of people. Right. I want to hear your two cents. <laughs> I want to hear it. Yeah, there are no there are no touchy subjects. I mean, like I I I, okay, I firmly I'll, I'll believe. I'll give my two cents. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Um, so I was raised Roman Catholic. Um, uh, we got my first communion. Um, went to catechism, which is basically for um people that don't know the Roman Catholic um kind of background. Can, can I interject quickly? Yeah, go ahead. I personally, and you were just so you know, because you didn't want to go into religion. I personally believe that um, Roman Catholic is the closest to Satanism as you can actually come without being a Satanist. So, <laughs> so basically, I'm the devil. I'll, I'll put um, that out there. Yeah. And uh, so, but you know, and, and I, my mom's religious, my family's religious, you know, not super religious. Like I went to church growing up, but I don't go to church actively right now. But for me, when I told my mom, I uh, was, I was borderline atheist. Uh, and then I'm kind of like, well, maybe more agnostic where I kind of 
believe, but I don't really know what to believe. And, um, and then I, but when I told her, I was like, you know what, mom, how do I know, how do we know that there wasn't just something created because there was a downward moment in life where people needed to have faith in a higher power. And they just said, okay, we're going to do this. And, you know, I, I said to her, if I don't see it with my own eyes, I don't believe it. And I was like, cause I was young, right? I was, I'm 34 now and I was in my twenties. She's like, Dan, you're a race Roman Catholic. You don't believe in God. I'm like, I, I'm not saying I don't believe in God. I'm not saying that I do, that I do. But as I got, get older. And I think, you know, this is normal as people kind of get older in their, you know, twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, you get a little bit more spiritual. And as I get more self emerged into business and personal development, I've started meditating and what have you. So I'm starting to get a little bit more, um, faith and it's not something to believe in, but it's, it's kind of something along the lines where, um, it's, me and you, you're talking about, Hey, you know what, Dan, we're, we're learning as we're going. And it's just, it's interesting in me a little bit more than it was back in the day. Cause back in the day, you know, I was, you know, a, like a lot of 20 year old kids, women in Canada, women in hockey and partying. Right. But as I get older, even does this conversation kind of intrigues me a little bit more about faith that I didn't have when I was 20. So you're saying in the past 20 minutes, I've, I've put a little bit more faith into your system? No, because you think I'm the fucking devil because I'm Roman Catholic, asshole. I don't think you're the devil. But that's, <laughs> what, that's what society, society does, society does want to hold that view. Because I said, I said that, that uh, Roman, Roman Catholicism is as close to Satanism as you can possibly yeah. get. Because if you look at the Vatican, it is, yeah. it is the, ser- the, head, the, the, the serpent head. Yeah, I've been there, by the way. You're in a snake head, right? If you look at, at all the satanic rituals that go on in both uh, witchcraft, Satanism, uh, and uh, Christian or Catholicism, uh, if you look at the fact that in Catholicism you are not allowed to read the Bible, the priest slash yeah you know, the priest reads the Bible to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the priest uh, speaks in tongues, um, very satanic, uh, quote unquote, speaking in tongues. Um, the robes, the chanting, the mantras, uh, every single thing that goes along with Christ or uh, Roman Catholicism uh, is tethered and tied to almost directly how Satanism works and the worship of God slash deity. Now I'm very well versed in this. I don't think that you're a Satanist, but I certainly am very well aware what happened with you is what happens with most Roman Catholic children. You didn't walk away from God. You walked away from the Roman Catholic God. So you smartened up. You already knew that this wasn't right. You were not going to worship that God because that God isn't God. So the craziest thing about that is when you start looking into a God and when you start looking into all this sort of stuff, the fear that they put into you, pay us this, donate that, uh, you're going to hell. All that shit was made up, right? You know, it, it's like uh, all these things exist and coexist uh, in a battle. There's actually at the end of this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you something to read. Uh, it's, it's a phenomenal story of, of the idea that God created everything. Therefore he must've created the devil. You know what? He created his own enemy just to, you know, keep all that sort of stuff. Anyway, it's all a story, but your intrinsic self dismissed that, which is why you went atheist, but you're also highly intelligent, uh, energetic wise spiritually you're intelligent. You're an intelligent individual. I've always known that about you. So when you say, I don't know if I believe in God, I mean, there's an interesting thing. You can look outside and you can see the trees and you can see the birds and you can see the squirrels and you can see 
all kinds of stuff. You know, the cars, the people, the humanity, the love, the families, the next door neighbors, you can see all this stuff and you can see, you can see God in all of it or you can see God in none of it. Mm -hmm. No, you're exactly right. And, and God's there. God's in everything. The God that we were told, it's just a story. It's just more bullshit. Right. And at the end of the day, anything now let's, let's talk about my listener. You, my listener, Susan, is it? Are you listening to me, Susan, right now? This, everything that you're hearing right now, Susan, everything that you're hearing Dan say, everything that you're hearing me say, Susan, is for you to observe. Because you'll never know what's inside my head and you'll never know what's inside Dan's head. And Dan and I are having an exchange right now and you're observing this exchange. So the exchange is different for me and it is different for Dan than it is for you. But the only reason we're doing it, Susan, right now is so that you can listen to us have this exchange. And that, in and of itself, is what God is all about. So that might throw a few people off, especially anyone yeah. named Susan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was going to say, that's what I did. And I mean, like you said, anything, we could talk about cryptocurrency, we could talk about religion, we could talk about uh, the you know the most powerful families in the world you know it doesn't matter where it goes but at the end of the day uh, i'm not going to speak for you but i mean for my podcast what i want and what i think is so unique about the exchange that we're doing right now is well I'll, you know i'll just talk speaking of your it. podcast are yeah. you going to have me as a guest on your show yeah, man, you got to come to Edmonton. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're doing a video podcast, right? Like yeah, I've got to actually be yeah, in-house. Yeah. Well, you know what? The main thing, because the main thing for me is I want to be that match, that kick in the ass that takes that fucking person, and I'm cursing because when people emphasize, they, 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 they listen up, to take action. And to be kind of in bed, sitting on the couch, wherever they were, they were hearing this. And that's what my podcast is, is I want people to take action. So what I do is I meet, I meet with unique personnel like yourself um, that are maybe they're an entrepreneur or they've, they've done this challenge or they've gone, done this, or what have you. And I know that, you know, some people are going to resonate with me and some people aren't. And, but I might have this one um, guy like yourself on my podcast that opens up a whole new kind of audience for myself. And that's why you have on all these unique personnels. And uh, I know that some people are going to love my podcast more than Tony Robbins po podcast. And that's fucking insane, but it's true. Even myself, I do 25 hours of, you know, working on myself each week. It's a non-negotiable for me. And there are people out there that are super famous that have podcasts and I don't like them. But then I have somebody that maybe is less well-known like yourself. And I'm like, this guy's content's fucking amazing. Interesting. So I, I'm just trying, I'm just trying to be that, that little flame under people's ass when they tune into Edmonton Real, my podcast that there's something that sparks or something that's said where it takes them out of the rat race, the nine to five, and they take action where they normally wouldn't have fucking taken action, but there was something or somebody or something said. And all I'm looking for is maybe that email, Dan, your podcast at this time did this, boom. And then they go do whatever they want to do. And then boom, they're actually sitting in my fucking seat on the podcast. Boom. 
No, I love it. I love it. And, and I'm sure you're familiar with uh, Jim Rome. Of course, the godfather of personal development. That's right. Jim Rome taught, uh, taught Tony Robbins. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> I, I know them very, very well. <laughs> Both so, so yeah. So Jim Rome, uh, I personally don't like Tony Robbins. I, I don't care much for his image. I find him to be contrived. Yeah. Um, you I know. see some people that I, and I'm, I'm total opposite where I'm totally in love with. Yeah. So, and that's cool. Right. And that, and this is the thing, cause this is what Jim Rome taught me. He said, you know, beware new fundamentals. Now, regardless of anything, you can't build a brand new antique. You cannot. So what you're talking about now is, I mean, my, your message and my message could be identical, but somebody doesn't like the cut of my jib. Somebody doesn't like the tone of my voice. Somebody doesn't like the way I sound or how I articulate. Exactly. But you, Daniel J. Smith, who has the exact same message as me, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying if you did for the purpose of this conversation. Yep. That person could then say, I don't fucking care for this guy. And then they find you and they're like, wow, this guy speaks to me. Exactly. 100%. And, and it's the same message. It's the same everything except for the delivery is different. The timing's different. The person's different. I mean, it could be a week apart. The guy could listen to me and say, I don't want to do it. And then he listens to you and goes, I'm ready to go. Exactly. So when you're, when you go, when you live and when you're launching, and this is also, this, this falls in line with my, my ideal clientele. Um, if you're going to launch your movement, if you're going to launch your, your moment in time, if you're going to say, I, I need to get out there, I need to do it. Um, I want, I want you to know that Dan's a shining example of that. Dan has thrown caution to the wind a thousand times and been like, we're doing this, you know, and then he sort of figured it out on the way down. Um, there's nothing stopping you at all, period, in, in getting started. And nobody wants to speak. And that is a huge, huge, huge thing that most people need to understand that nobody wants to host these conversations. Nobody wants to have a podcast. People are afraid have a podcast. One of the questions I get all the time is what do you talk about for so long? Because I can run a podcast completely by myself for an hour, which is just me flapping my gums. Uh, and I think sometimes I stutter, sometimes I ramble, but at the, at the end of the day, I really enjoy it. Um, I push, I push, I push for anyone to, to, to get their message out. And the control that I have over the stance that I take on many things, I will quote unquote argue with anyone about anything because all points aside, there's always that third point that nobody really pays attention to. And when it comes to you and when it comes to your message, when it comes to, you know, what you're going to get out there uh, and what you're going to create you, Dan, and then anyone that's also starting a podcast or anyone that's, that's creating a movement or creating a, a, a motion, a launch, anything is content, push, create, build, grow. And, and you hit the nail on the head when you're like, I, I, you know, now I want that personally. Now I want somebody to send me an email and then come on the show you know, but I have clients. I have the clients that I work with. I have a, I, I strict, I strictly work with a set, a number of clients so that I can give everybody the most that there is of me. Um, and, and, uh, and after that, if I, if I'm full and somebody comes to me, I do a redirect and I, and I, and I fit them with another coach that I think would do, would, would work wonders for them. But one-on-one -on -one coaching is phenomenal if you're open to it. Uh, and one-on-one -on -one coaching when you're giving it, uh, is, is life-changing. Um, if you want to be a coach, do it, do it, Dan, you're going to be one of the greatest coaches out in Edmonton. Um, it's a, yeah. it's a smaller population, uh, and you're yeah. one of the smartest ones out there. So it's, it's going to be pretty easy for you. I can easily say that you're going to be one of the greatest because there's only three of you that are, that are going to be doing it. You know who else <laughs> is going to be doing it? 
that Randy Spencer is going to be jumping up there. I'll give him a quick nod on this one too. He'll probably, be on, he'll probably be on the podcast. I would, I, I very much want to see that. That man can, can spin a yarn and you guys, you guys, that, oh, you'd along. catch fire. You'd catch fire for sure. Yeah. We get along really well. And you know, the main thing that I would say um, for anyone on planet earth that want to take action, it's an inward job. Yeah. Okay. We, we talked about, we talked about Jim Rohn. And my favorite quote of all time, not just Jim Rohn's, of all time, is one of his. And he said, <laughs> I like the way you said that. Not just Jim Rohn, but of all time, which is Jim Rohn. <laughs> exactly. But what he says is, if you work harder on yourself than you do your job, you will be fulfilled, but also obtain your dreams, goals, and aspirations. Because when you spend that time on yourself, that's when the doors in the world opens up to you. So that when I told you that I do 25 to 30 hours a week, that's a non-negotiable, non-negotiable. Like I, I, I'd rather do my podcasting and take consume my consumption than eat. Now I'm not telling people not to eat. But there are times where I go four, five, six, seven hours, and then some days I'll, you know, eat six meals where I'm supposed to eat six meals, small meals a day. But I make sure that I find time for myself, right? So what people understand is personal, personal development and leveling up is such an inward job. And if you're not working on yourself, how do you expect to get better? If you're not taking the time to maybe learn a new tool or anything new, how can you expect how, if, if you do nothing for the next one year, two year, three year, four year, you're going to be the same person you were five years ago. That brings me to another one is the Darren J. Hardy compound effect. Anyone listening to this should pick that book up. Darren J. Hardy, the compound effect, 100%. And you were talking about quotes. I want to drop one of my favorite quotes. Not that it's to Jim Rome or anything like that, but it's Jim Rome. So, uh, Jim Rome. <laughs> I see this guy's choking over here. I almost, uh, almost, almost killed Dan right there. That's good. Um, Jim Rome says, he says, uh, ask not what you're getting, ask who you're becoming. And that, that one stuck with me way back in the day when I first started down this path of like trying to level myself up. You know, you're not a prisoner of your past. You are not stuck in your past. You, I reiterate this 110%. You are not who you were last week. You can be anybody you want to be. Um, you, you can create and challenge and grow and you can, and you can produce and you can create content and you can, as long as you're true to yourself, you will find your audience. But Jim Rome said, do not ask what you're getting. Ask who you're becoming. I too, like many, too many people are focused on income instead okay. of outcome. Exactly. And, and one thing that I'm going to mention is you said that you don't like Tony Robbins. And I said, I do. One thing I did well, notice I'm, is I'm right. And you're wrong. So <laughs> one thing I did notice is I go to a lot of seminars and I'll, and I'll, you know, I, I've seen uh, Kevin O'Leary from, from Shark Tank and Dragon's Den. And I go see, you know, I consume as much personal development as I can. One thing I will share is when I go to these events, a lot of times um, you see people just go to these events, then Monday comes and nothing happens, mm -hmm. right? Where I'm an action taker. So to your listeners, I'm going to say, if you don't work on yourself, I, I want to challenge you to do five hours a week on yourself. And what I'm going to challenge you to do is take out your phone 
and put in a timer each day, pick the morning, the afternoon, the evening, where you can spend maybe half an hour to an hour reading a book, listen to Adam's podcast, listen to Dan's podcast. Doesn't matter who it is, what it is, but some type that's going to put and, and going to change your paradigm shift in your head that's going to make you think about something. Because what I've learned is when I am immersed in personal development, there's a paradigm shift and I think creatively where I, I, I normally don't think that way when I'm immersed in it. I can guarantee you the more you work on yourself, the more that you're gonna, your, your, your decisions, your creative juices are going to start flowing and things are just going to happen to you and you're going to have ideas that you never experienced before. I know because I've been doing this since I was a 15 year old boy. And, and the reason why I like, hey, the reason why I like Tony Robbins is because he's the one who jumpstarted my personal development career, motherfucker, Adam. <laughs> so I challenge your, your, your listeners right now, right now, take action, get out your, get out your iPhone, get out your LGs, get out your Samsungs or go old school, get a legal pad and write down your one hour a day where you're going to take care of yourself and care of your future and work on yourself. I'm going to add to that. Uh, and, and it's, it's true. Uh, a lot of listeners will say right now, I'm not going to be able to have an hour. I'm not going to find an hour. Bullshit. Uh, bullshit agreed. Bullshit agreed. Cause right now, if you, if you're listening to us right now and you haven't skipped along, you've been listening for an hour. Um, so, uh, and actually on that note, I am going to start the wrap up. We are going to tie this one in, but the, the reality is uh, he's right. If you, if you guys do put an hour in, um, you know, everything changes. Um, physical, actual 100% proof of that we can show you right now at this moment in time uh, simply because everything that you've ever amalgamated now, everything that you've, you've acquired now, you've utilized now, everything that you currently have is a direct reflection of the effort that you've put in. So if you start changing your efforts, if you start changing your desires, your wants, your, your, your intake of knowledge, there's nothing you can't accomplish. Nothing. Um, if you say to yourself, I don't have an hour, you do have an hour. Turn off a television. You can get up an hour early. You can go to bed an hour later. You can uh, change something that you're doing. You, Basically, another piece of advice I would give on that, since we're giving advice to people, which I don't normally do. I don't normally give advice, but I'm going to do it now because I like it. Drop your biggest loser friend. Drop your biggest loser friend and replace them with somebody on Facebook, on Instagram, somewhere that's, that, that you admire, somebody that's doing something that you want to do. Drop your biggest loser friend and replace them with somebody that is already where you want to be and start following that person, start asking that person and questions and start sort of going down that road. Um, but drop your biggest loser friend because they are your biggest anchor right now. I do it all the time. I level up all the time with, with, with new friends. If you're, if you're the strongest person in the room, it's time to get a new room. You're in the wrong room. Right. How, how are you, how are you going to level up? And uh, you know, it, I started my real estate career when I was 24. Okay. And right now, a lot of my friends, you know, I've got a buddy that uh, I was friends with him for a year and a half. And he says to me, Dan, we should go to Kenya. I'm like, all right, let's go to Kenya. And um, he goes, we can stay at my bed and breakfast. I'm like, you know, I've been friends with this guy for a year and a half. But the guy, you know, he does 4X, he does well. But what I'm getting at is I, now have friends that are, you know, business owners and like this, but it's so different from when I was young, when I was younger, where a lot of those friends, those same people are still 
getting drunk on the weekends. That's just not my life. Right. But I've actually, though, it's not that they're bad people. They just don't resonate with me anymore. I'm not frequencies. You're vibrating, vibrating on a higher frequency. Yeah. I'm not going out getting drunk on, on the weekends. Like I, if the business is about, you know, banging chicks and sports and this the whole time, that doesn't interest me. Now, of course, I like sports and I, I like women and, 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 but if the whole conversation is just that, there's no growth for me. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm checked out. Right. But it's a it's- place you can visit your youth and what you, and what you wanted. And there's, there's a huge transition as well going on uh, right now with, with the world. And I can honestly say, you know, it, it certainly took place with me. Um, I, for the longest time was um, desperately holding on to my twenties. I don't want to say desperately, but I was certainly, the mentality was I was holding on to my twenties. I was upset at, what, what no longer was uh, or who I thought I was to be or the way things were. Um, and then, you know, when you go from trying to hold on to something to, to being excited for something new or to trying to reach for something, like I'm about to become 40. I'm like six months away from 40. If you can believe that. My stunning good looks here. The, right, that's good. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to become 40. I'm more excited for 40 to 50 than I've ever been in my entire life. I appreciate everything that ever came before this. But 40 to 50 is going to be, it's going to be the game changer because 30 to 40 was, it was rough. It was, your 20s are a blast. You can't, I mean, you can drink your face off and go to work the next day. No problem, right? 30s, you can't do that. 30s, you know, you got got to check yourself before you wiggity wreck yourself. Um, and, And then, you know, in your 40s, you're kind of supposed to be an adult. Now, nobody wants to be an adult, but the cool thing about it is, all your friends and all the people that you grew up with and all the mentalities are all still there. So you, you know, we all have the same history. We aren't going to be our parents. We aren't going to be of that generation or of that ilk. Hell, there's no real money left on the planet anyway. So we're not going to be aspiring for houses and settling down. We're going to be growing, changing, hitting beaches. We're going to be, we're going to be laptop lifestyle millionaires. Oh, uh, there you go. There's a good drop for you. Laptop lifestyle, ladies and gentlemen, Instagram, check it out. Daniel J. Smith. Clothing line. Um, and you know we're going to be we're going to be running podcasts we're going to be running podcasts from our houses from our boats from from random locations we're going to be having a lot of fun and we're going to be showing people and experiencing how to grow how to how to make your peace how to how to create the lifestyle and how to create the love of the lifestyle that you want as opposed to as opposed to punching in a check and hoping that you you know you have a job the next day and hoping for job security Don Cherry doesn't have job security. He's 84. Look at that. I tied it all right back into where we started. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Back at Don Cherry. Just gets fired like that. Now, I'm talking to you from a, from a, from a platform that I can't get fired from. They could shut down my, my Facebook. They could shut down my Instagram. But they can't shut down my podcast. And if they do, I can relaunch. I can open. I can start. I can fire it up again. I've got a web page. They can't shut that down. I keep paying for it. Dan, I want to come on your show. I want to be on your show. I want to come out to Edmonton. I want to, I want to talk the talk with you guys. And, I will uh, have you on the show 100%, brother. Certainly, I want you to be the lead. Uh, I don't always have to talk with this craziness inside me because there's a ton of information, a ton of knowledge. At the end of the day, I want every single person to realize their own self-worth uh, and, and to really step up. There's a ton of people out there living in hate. Um, I feel sorry for you guys. I don't feel sorry. I don't take pity on you. Um, but to anyone that's out there spewing out hate and talking hate and legitimately living in hate um you'll get better soon and with regards to you dan you own a gym you are one of the top real estate agents in edmonton you have 
one of the greatest closes uh, or, or, or display celebrations with your ribbon cutting and red carpet ceremonies. You are highly sought after, gym, real estate. Now you're into the podcasting and the self-help and motivation. You're the laptop lifestyle. Is there anything else? Can I send my, my followers, my listeners to anything that you're doing, you know, just to get a little bit more information as well, to who you are and where you're I headed. love it, brother. Thank, thanks for the shout out. And uh, yeah, so it's my two handles on Facebook and Instagram. Those are my two big social media uh, followings that you can follow me. Uh, those are, so it's Daniel Smith Lifestyle. So it's basically factors all those in and, um, you know, kind of going back to taking action is here's the thing. I swing the bat. I swing the bat. I might swing the bat a hundred times and only hit 10, but I'm fucking swinging the bat. Damn straight. People need to pick up the bat and swing the bat, right? People see my, my triumphs. They see, oh, okay, this guy just bought a gym. That was my, that was the whole reason I went in real estate. I was actually a personal trainer before I went in real estate. I said to myself, how am I going to own a gym when I'm only making 20 bucks an hour? The facility's keeping all the money when I was a personal trainer. Yeah. Tony Robbins, Donald Trump, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all my heroes made their money in real estate. So I went into real estate. Most people don't know this. Arnold Schwarzenegger was a multimillionaire before he ever was Mr. Olympia and going into movies. Hmm. People don't know that, right? So I ended up going into real estate. Now, fast forward 10 years, brother, and I just bought my gym. It took me 10 years. Nice. But I did, right? So Daniel Smith Lifestyle. So it, it talks about, you know, I'm an I'm a entrepreneur. I'm a serial entrepreneur before I'm anything, right? And real estate has been that catalyst for me to do these other ventures. Right. And uh, yeah, so I own a clothing line called, called Laptop Lifestyles, my clothing line, which basically, in a nutshell, Laptop Lifestyle represents freedom for people wanting to do when the, what they want, when they want, with whoever they want, which I think a lot of us want the Laptop Lifestyle, want freedom. Damn straight. Right? And all, everything ties back into that the real estate, the gym, the everything. It comes back to having, be able to do it. Not everybody wants to be the gym goer. Everything you've got appears to be individual but it all ties into one congruent goal exactly being being who you are in freedom and do whatever the fuck you want right Perfect. so my handle again this is the third time but just make sure so. <laughs> the, <laughs> drop, with baby, the drop ladies and gentlemen for those that weren't listening <laughs> earlier we've got it again lifestyle because that way people can see me kind of because like i told you at the beginning of the podcast i'm just heating up man yeah I'm just heating up. like i mean i I am now catching a stride where, you know, I've always taken action. I've always been that person where if I'm unfulfilled, I'm not going to stay in a dead, I'm not going to stay in a dead relationship. That's, you know, 20 years. I'm not that guy. I'm not going to stay in a, in a job I'm unhappy for, for, for 10 years. I'm going to pivot. I'm going to take action. I'm going to do something else. I'm that type of guy. And don't let the relationship that you're in with yourself become a dead relationship either. I love it. I love it. So, you know, I, I'm big on, um, I'm big on people, everyday people that live a normal life going out there and doing something that normally they wouldn't do because I know that so many people out there need that one spark like your podcast. And I, I hope today, I don't care if it's one person. I hope it it's one. Be. Just one. Just one. Say, so you know what? Adam, Dan, your guys' conversation today, boom. Sparked it. I sparked it. I took action and away you go. And that right there is more fulfilling to me 
than me giving the keys to somebody to their first home. I've taken people's bodies as a personal trainer, women that are 200 pounds, 5'2", taking them to where they should be at, at round somewhere wherever, you know, 110, 115, which is more the average and change their life. And they send me an email and be like, and I'm almost crying, right? It's, it's powerful, but able to change someone's life overall, not just fitness, not just, you know, uh, buying a house, but overall. Overall, from where it is to where they want it to be. Exactly, exactly. That's where podcasting comes in. And that's my new endeavor. And I'm going to change some lives just like you're changing some lives, my friend. And don't be, don't be stuck with the, the being in-house. If you're going to do primarily in-house, great, but certainly do some of these as well where we're, you know, different cities because there's going to be a lot of people that, that should be on your show. There's going to be a lot of people that you should be able to influence and, and, and get engaged with. So don't, don't be stingent and don't, don't, don't strictly stick to one form of podcasting. You've got, you got a lot of ideas that need to be shared and you got a lot of people that you need to connect with. And you're 100% right. One of my favorite sayings is the man who plants a tree without without planning on seeing the, you know, the benefits of its, of its planting or however it goes, uh, is, is understands. He gets it. He gets where he's supposed to go. And this podcast, this particular podcast lives in infamy. It stays up forever. So I'm not pulling it down. And if somebody hears it in five years and, and they get motivated, send Dan an email and that's thank right. him. That's, that's right. And that's, that, you're, you're right. We're, we're, we're teaching the fish. We're not feeding people. We're not just giving people a fish right now. No. We're not just giving people a fish. We're teaching them, right? Right now, this whole conversation is the, the shit that I live for. I'm go. so fired up right now. Uh-huh. Like right now, I could go run a Spartan race, start a new business, build a house, sell the house, <laughs> do the red carpet. Damn straight. <laughs> this Damn straight. Is the shit that I get off on this. This is, this is me. This is me. And I love this. So brother, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. It's been a blast. We will absolutely have you back on the show and I look forward to being on your show and to everybody listening at home. I'm going to sign off like I always do. So in the infamous words of red green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.